0: Contesting, second on the inside, oh, and Bordet gets by. Here's oh, Tracy. no, no, no. Tracy to the inside. Oh, he he
1: hit him. Him.
2: Contact, contact. Remember that Tracy's on probation. This is championship implications for Sebastian Bordet. The second and third place cars take each other out in the final corner. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. There were a few years between... Your career as a driver being sort of unceremoniously stopped, uh, to becoming a commentator for NBC. How how dark were those few years in between?
1: Uh, I mean, I start I, I start I started a deal with with a uh, Cana- with Canadian TV, doing pre race shows, mm-hmm. and then doing some commentary uh, for Sportsnet. So okay. like right away I started doing some stuff with them. Okay. So. But it wasn't as involved. Like we were kind of off-site and yeah. not really, you know, most of the sets were like kind of over in the corner of the, of yeah. the place. And you're the international feed. Yeah, right? it was so the international. Right? So I wasn't really that involved with yeah. the drivers and being around. And but you know, so that's... Uh, and in a weird way, really almost kind of snubbing your nose in irrelevance. Yeah, but I, it it, uh, it made people realize that you know a couple of the people watching, specifically Terry Lingner, who was the producer for IndyCar at that time terry saw that i was doing the canadian tv broadcast and like the a live pre-race show that was live on air and that you know i don't think a lot of people thought that i could do do tv so that he, they they saw that and they were like hey well maybe we should give them we'll give him a try so this, this was like the equivalent the of walking around with a helmet but yeah. a headset this time sure yeah, yeah. yeah. okay so my my start with nbc was really it was only one race deal you know, Wally Dollenbach was wasn't available to do the do a race. He had to do something with his daughter. And Terry called me and he's like, "Hey, we you want to come to Long Beach? You know, we'll we'll pay you to come there. And you know, just please don't drop an F bomb. That was <laughs> the one <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. Please don't swear. Yeah. But we want you to be yourself. We want we want the real Paul Tracy. We want you to call things the way you see it. If you see a driver make a mistake, say that guy screwed up. That's what we want. And I said, okay, I'll come come do it." And I, at that point, had really hadn't called races live. I'd done pre-race shows and, like, pre-race interviews and things like that, but co- actually calling, calling a race, that was my first, first time at it.
2: Love it or hate it, you definitely left an impression on the TV side of life. We, we also talked about this
1: with you and Lisa, but um, how do you feel about your time at TV? Uh, I mean, I, again, I never thought that I, I never – I don't think anybody expected me to be a TV commentator. I didn't expect me to be a TV commentator. So I was surprised that I did it. You know, I, I was there with NBC for eight years, and I had a lot of fun doing it. I learned a lot about TV, learned a lot about promotion, called everything the way I saw it. And I, I guess the takeaway from it all, I mean, it doesn't last forever. I mean, you look at the amount of guys that have gone in and out of the booth over the years. They they come and go like you know, like flipping a coin. You know, I I felt I lasted in there a lot longer than 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 I thought I ever would but it doesn't like, like racing, it doesn't go on forever. There's always a new shiny penny that comes, comes along. And, uh, yeah. So for me, the, 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 the takeaway from it is still the people that come up to me and say, you're the best commentator that, that I've ever heard. And you, you break things down so simple and so, so normal people can understand what's, what what it's like to be a driver and what they're going through, and I think I think that's what I what I brought to the table. I, just, I didn't try to overanalyze things. I didn't try to over be overly technical. Uh, like like how I drove a car, I was able to break things down to the T V audience the same way I would break things down to my race engineer in simple what simple basic terms. This is what I need, this is this is what it's going to take for me to go faster. And I would explain to the audience in very simple, basic things that they could understand, you know, what's what it's like to be a race driver and what what is going on with the race car rather than getting into like toes and cameras and crossweights yeah, and sure. things that things that the, the general the it's general like casual race fan doesn't know anything about no. you know after your your contract wasn't renewed following 2021 um was that surprising to you no i i kind of knew i kind of knew it was coming because i knew i knew that hinch was looking wanting to get into the tv and he he had one season where he was not driving he only drove a few races and was working hard to get some type of a role at nbc and um you know, again, I, I I ruffle I ruffle a few feathers at at H, at the HR department at uh, NBC with you know my the way I am as a person. You know, we'll come back my, to that. My my uh, my personality and my who I am doesn't fit their mold. So and, again, round peg. Yeah, round peg or square <laughs> peg, round hole. hole. Yeah. Sure. but I can't I can't change who who I am. This is who I am. You either you know either that, you know it's okay if you don't if you don't like me it, it doesn't hurt my feelings if people don't like me and it's great if you do but you know there's i'm not for everybody and some people like me and some don't and, that, and that's okay i think this is a good chance good transition
2: into the personality stuff yeah if that's cool with you when you signed on with nbc uh your first time you were told be you go ahead and incite controversy, say what you're feeling and, you know, a little bit of attention towards saying something controversial is a good thing. You've indicated to us that you almost feel like you're sort of died by that same sword. Well, the world has changed,
1: right. you know, you know, but what, what, what you could <clears throat> say and do eight years ago is not what you can say and do in this, in this day and age. What things, do you mean? Things have changed a lot. I mean, you, I yeah. mean it's, everything is so hypersensitive to you know, wokeness and hurting people's feelings, and you can't say this, and you can't say that. But it's things people have gotten over, overly overly right. sensitive. And well, but let me challenge you on that,
2: um, because I would argue that I don't I don't think it has changed on being controversial on the air, but maybe the controversy came off the air. True. Like if you had said something, like you once said Marco Andretti's next ride will be with Uber, and I think if you had continued to say that, I don't think anybody in NBC would have a problem with that. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I mean, you know better than I do, but it is the things outside of the track that was probably getting you the most trouble. Do you think
1: that's true? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think I ever said anything on air on live air that, that, uh, that I could say was, was
2: over the line. Right. And know? to that point, like controversy, I think when it came to indie car racing was probably fine. So I don't know that you were too controversial for talking about racing. It was just all the other stuff is what I'm guessing. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah, but for you, that's the whole package, and that's what it is.
1: That's who I am. Yeah, you know, i, I i've i've turned into I've turned into my dad, even though I've tried, <laughs> tried as hard tried as hard as I could to not. Yeah, you know, and I I hope you guys will get the opportunity to interview my dad if he if he's up for it. Yeah, and like awesome. I said, he's get, he's getting pretty old now, and he, he repeats himself a lot. So,
0: would you say uh, if you toned it down social media wise, you might have uh, extended the time at NBC Sports?
1: I don't know. I mean yeah, m- maybe yes, maybe no. I don't I don't know, you know. But ultimately I think I think more of a factor of me not being in NBC this year was came down to, to SRX, more more so than social media because SRX series once once I started doing that, that it was viewed by by the management of NBC as competition to IndyCar for competition in, in terms of ratings, TV ratings and eyeballs. And I don't think, I don't think anybody expected to see the kind of ratings numbers that that the SRX series got. The numbers it drew were the second highest uh, only to cup um, in terms of people watching it. so you know ultimately, I knew what was coming down the line uh, because a couple of people that were involved in SRX last year uh, you know TV commentators that work for NBC as well were told, hey, you can't do that next year and so I knew it was coming and I needed I was gonna have to make a choice. It's do I want to race still or do I want to be talk about racing still and I you know, I didn't realize that I had missed racing as much as I did until I got back in a race car like literally I didn't drive anything for seven, eight years. You know, and I once I started actually racing again and getting to race against the guys I'm racing against, all champions, all stars. Um, it's a lot of fun, and I I'm getting I'm getting old. <laughs> you know, I'm 53 years old, and, and I'm getting a chance to race. You know, the some of the best race drivers in the world. How can you turn that down? Yeah. I you know I I would have been very I think I would have been very unhappy if i would have you know turned down this racing opportunity to 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 not race and, and sit in the booth because my first love and my first passion has always been driving a race car and racing and i just wasn't i you know i've wanted you know i've wanted to race since i since i retired from racing i still wa- i've still always wanted to race so to be have to turn it down i just didn't want to do that i want you know i've only got a a few more years that I feel that I can do this and still be competitive and still have the fire and still bring the fire. So you know, I'm 53 now. You know, if, if I turn this down, I'm not going to get another opportunity to. I don't feel I'm going to get another opportunity to to get out there and race with with these guys. Yeah. So that was that was. I, I had a choice to make. So you like to stir <laughs> up. So you're a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Dude.
2: It, agree with that go (laughs) yeah
1: no i do i mean i like to push buttons right uh
2: now where we identify politically is one story but i think all three of us appreciate overreactions on social media (laughs) whatever the statement is like it's just fun um that is definitely but here's here's my question i think about your dad getting in fights at the go-kart track and you literally driving a go-kart and seeing this uh i think about your time at penske which were your formative years as a professional driver that was a very uncomfortable time when you are a square peg in a round hole, as you say. you could argue there is a place of being uncomfortable that is your comfort zone.
1: I definitely thrive under pressure more for right. sure like i don't it 's not like I want to bring it towards myself mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do like to push buttons and i don 't think about the consequences of it and tommy <laughs> Tommy Kendall always says to me. Tommy That's, Kendall is always says to me, "Look, you can do whatever you want to do. You can, you know, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But there's, hey, consequences. there's consequences. You can say whatever you want, yeah. but yeah. someone's you, gonna, you, yeah, gonna exactly. you, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Th- it's your choice whether you want to deal with the consequences right. of it. And I don't think about the consequences <laughs> so but when do you, I do something.
2: So do you <laughs> think you're consciously looking for your, your whole you know, the, the, the formative years of your career were, were chaos? Yeah. Do you think some of the some of the you know social media angst that comes out from things <laughs> you post? Do you think that's you
1: looking for that same energy or do you literally no, just think I it's mean, you I, just, just- I just think it's funny. You know, and some <laughs> some of the things that I say it's it's in uh-huh. it's in tried, jo- it's tried. in joking and it's in it's in just poking fun and poking right. things yeah. at people. Right. And- right. You know, now I run things by Lisa all the time. Do you think I should say this? She's Mm -hmm. like, well, if you don't want to work anymore, go ahead and say it. (laughs) Right. You know, and I'm like, sometimes I'll post something and sometimes I won't. But I think. So the checkers or
2: wreckers mentality in driving follows you into social media. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Paul Tracy style.
2: Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to. Consequences. Boop. What? (laughs) Yep. Turn two. Or lap two at Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. That's followed you
1: into today. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's act first deal with the consequences later ready fire <laughs> ready aim. fire aim
0: yeah yeah it sounds like you practice ready fire aim lifestyle because your dad kind of did the same thing right yeah i mean i just
1: like, i just said i mean i as much as i didn't want to turn into my dad i've morphed into my how my dad's mentality was as as a business person as a as a you know little league dad of of a racing kid yeah you know
0: like on one hand your dad would would get a contract to a major painting operation that he might not be able to handle
1: he might not even make any money at but but, he would say yes
0: to it not really knowing what the consequences
1: are just to get the job (laughs) yeah
2: you know and so you carry that into instagram yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's the same thing it's the same thing
0: painting the cn tower i only go to instagram Uh, now to
1: look at the hot girls (laughs) so, <laughs> and he's back. All right, let's I, I talk about Hey, it. we I, found Paul I, Tracy. Uh, I don't have. I don't use Twitter anymore. I don't really use Facebook anymore. It's yeah. just I only have Instagram. You're getting older.
0: You might want to get back. I'm on not Facebook. a
1: TikTok guy. I'm not a. You quit you know, Twitter. Yeah, I quit Twitter and just things like, are far, far, far too, you know, yeah. extreme political on. Twitter, so it's, I, it's not. It's not even interesting. Wow. It's not even interesting. Tracy
2: says it's too political.
1: I'm not. I'm not that super of a political. Everybody thinks I'm some political. <laughs> yeah, guy Yeah, anybody who's ever read
2: your social media yeah, or followed but most you. On anything.
1: Of, most of it's all poking, like jokes at, at how ridiculous the whole thing is. Uh-huh. Right. So you if know, I like, so if I read something that
2: I take as you being very political on whatever specific side you're on, you're saying that's looking for somebody to just read into it and interpret how they want because it's funny to you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, people would assume, I think assume of me that I'm this hardcore, you know, conservative Trump guy. I, I, I see good parts in both sides of, you know, conservative and, and liberal, like. Good people, you know, both I sides. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a gun guy. I don't have guns. I don't never, you know, I, I've got a couple of guns, but I don't even have any, bull, I don't even have any bullets for them. You know? he, he did say he'd bring out a shotgun if he didn't know who we yeah. were getting in the drive. But he just
0: said, "I'm not a gun guy, but I do have a couple of guns." No, I, I'm Which
1: not. You know, there's some guys, so some people that are s- freaks about them. They have hundreds and hundreds <laughs> yeah. of guns. And like, I'm not Jeff like, Brown. I, I have a I have a gun, but I don't have any I don't have any bullets for the yeah. damn thing. If somebody broke into this house in the middle of the night on my dirt road, yeah, I would have to like throw it at the guy, <laughs> right? To get, to get him. Lisa, no. get, get him! But, <laughs> oh, I mean, scrap. I, yeah. I, I, I see both sides of the political story. Like, the hot topic now is guns and machine guns and all this. And I don't think 18-year-old kids should be buying AR-15s. I can agree with that. That's that's fair to me. Like, I think there should be stronger gun laws. Because like, I'm, not, I'm not a gun, you know, Second Amendment, you know, freak about it. I, I get it. We can't. You can't have the the stuff that's going on. These mass shootings and all the stuff that's going on. It's ridiculous, you know. And I I worry that the things I worry about now are like a, a, it's like it's like it's a game of one upmanship. Something happens, and then somebody's got to do something even bigger, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. it just keeps it keeps escalating and escalating. Yeah. Where does mm-hmm. it stop, you know? You are an American citizen, correct? Yeah. Do you ever regret that? No, no, not at all. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a proud Canadian. I got dual citizenship. I'm, you know, I'm still Canadian blood, but I'm, you know, here, I've been here, you know, almost 30 years now. So, you know, I, I, I only got, i got my citizenship in 2015. So I waited a long, quite a long time. And it just, it just became, I, I I got my citizenship just to make traveling easier. Mm Mm-hmm passports and you know, sure. living in America cuz you always get the okay you, you got a canadian passport why you know yeah c- you know it's just becomes comes a bit of a a, sure. a bit of a pain for for traveling when you have you know that that yeah. you get pulled over okay you got to go over in here and yeah. explain your situation and who do you work for or you know, well, I'm not working for anybody now and mm-hmm. well why, why do you have a green card and you got to answer all these questions so i just decided to get my american citizenship sure have you ever said libtard of course. <laughs> okay, Christ. just curious. I've Hello. worked with a few.
0: What's his name? <laughs> yeah. What's we... Townsend Bell's name?
1: <laughs> he's not so much. I mean, he sees he sees things the same way as I do. He sees the good in some parts of he's liberalism, that and he see sees the, the good in other sides. Yeah. You know, Townsend is uh, Townsend is definitely a capitalist first. He, he he is a very smart man that knows uh, as yeah. works hard at making money and making a living for himself. So that.
0: But have you, you called know. him a libtard?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: you uh, uh, when you were more active on social media than maybe you are now. You know, you would post something to sort of stir the pot. People would respond who were on a on a perceptual level on a different side of the aisle, uh, and you would engage. Uh, I thought I mean,
1: that's what social media was for. So that's What's the point: to, is. Engage <laughs> with, when you, to engage with your fans. If you, and,
2: if you engage in somebody, so if you engage somebody who's clearly on an extreme side, of whether it's left or right, but mm-hmm. in this case, let's say left, uh, is that because it's fun to you or are you really
1: trying to to debate? Well, I mean, I've I've had debates with people and tried to have a try, have a rational debate about my view on something or versus their view. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I don't I I don't I'm not crazy about on social media is that some people just use it as a platform to only do a sponsor plug like mm-hmm. look at me with my Bausch and two glasses uh, 2.0s these are the best glasses around right and, you know and then you know you see you see these people that have millions of followers and everything is a product yeah right placement I, I, that's not interesting to me you know and then there's 10,000 comments and not one response from from about the actual thing. No, about from the person, from the person who posted oh, it. Yeah. Oh, right. About yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah. it's just yeah. all it is is just a it's a it's an ad. It's product, yeah. you know, it's yeah. a product ad. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't not into that. I, like I I have a lot of great fans on social media. I have a lot that don't like me on social <laughs> media. But I have I have actually met a lot of people through social media. I've met a lot of great friends through social media that were fans of me, and now have become friends. And then some of them I've never even met in person, but I have, have a relationship with them yeah. on but, social media. But if somebody calls you
2: an asshole on social media and you then engage in reply, like in other words, they've already called you an asshole. And so they've already declared this is not going to be a very level-headed conversation. <laughs> you, there were times where you don't back down and you're like, You'll, I'm going to keep prodding. Well, to I mean, me, no, that feels
1: like fun, but I don't know. No, but most of the time, I've, I've, been called every, I've been called every name in the book a million times already. Sure, sure. So I'm most most of the time my response to that is always that's the best you got. Yeah. You're, you're an asshole you're, or you're, you're... Is that because you're trying to debate with them to... You're overweight. You know, you suck. Okay. Sure. Okay, you got anything better. <laughs> but <laughs> no. is, is
2: that to win an argument in, uh, in that competitive side of you or is that just like I'm just having fun? No, I'm just
1: it. having fun. I can okay. care less what, what people think. You know, I don't really, you know, like I said, I have fans, I have fans that don't like me but for some reason, they still follow me. They <laughs> want to comment on it, so there must there must be something they like about it, you know.
0: Well, people slow down for car crashes, so
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: all right, so you go to Instagram now mainly to look at the girls. <laughs> I was kidding on that. I, oh, I got, yeah, I, got
1: right. the, I got one of the hottest girls around. All right, so I'm let's, guessing if we looked got, at your if like she, at your like algorithm side, would you let us look at your <laughs> she's history, got, history? She's got lots of hot friends too. Can we look at your search history? If you want, yeah. Oh. I don't want to. I don't want
2: Paul Tracy and the ladies. Uh, are <laughs> so, some some guys are girlfriend guys where all of a sudden they have a girlfriend and that dictates their life. Other guys enjoy being single. You seem like a girlfriend guy.
1: Yeah. I am yeah. no, I I'm not uh, I'm not a guy who's out, you know, dating all kinds of different people. Like every relationship I've been in has been a long term relationship. I've been I've been with Lisa now, it's coming up on five years, so Yeah. You know, I uh, I'm not uh, I, I'm not a guy who si- likes to be single. I like to be with one person and spend my time with with one person. You know, there's lots of guys like you know, like one of my best friends, Jimmy Vassar, has never been married, has been single, never had a girlfriend. You know, he's got lots of friends that he hangs out with, but it's 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 just everything is very casual. And I don't I'm I, I don't I'm not that way. I like to, I like to have to live with somebody and. And have somebody with me all the time. Maybe, maybe I'm codependent, you know. You know, I like I like having somebody close by me. Uh,
2: some people go through a breakup and they'll be in a long-term relationship the next week. Some people will go through a recovery time. Where do you think you fall in that spectrum?
1: Uh, I mean, I took a break for a while, okay. you know. I had, you know, I dated a couple different girls. But I was, after I got divorced from, from my ex, I was you know, I was told myself that I was never going to get serious with anybody ever again. And I was only going to just date casually and dated a couple girls casually. And they didn't like that and broke up with me. And, and then, you know, I was along that going along that path. And then, uh, I, I met Lisa and, and she's just a great person. And I love, you were like really, really good friends and like hanging out with each other. And and I, I just enjoy being. I didn't think I'd go down this path again. I told myself I wouldn't go down this <laughs> path again, but you know, things changed for me.
0: How have, uh, how have you changed since meeting
1: Lisa? Uh, I feel like I've become a lot more social with with her, uh, more engaging with my friends, and you know, but the last relation when I was with with my ex, we didn't. She wasn't, you know, nothing nothing wrong with the, the way she was as a person, but it wasn't. She wasn't super social. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wasn't big into having you know big dinners with big with lots of friends and yeah. you know having you know people over for holidays and parties and things like that. Whereas Lisa is the exact opposite. She's very family orientated. She wants her kids around all the time. She wants all her kids, friends around all the time. She was
0: showing us pictures of her kids. Yeah. yeah. She
1: wants, you know, friends around and likes to have dinners and group dinners and have drinks. And so I, I actually enjoy all that. So I, I, I never did a lot of that for a long period in my life. So I enjoy that with with Lisa. We had you know the, the fun we have with our friends. Do you tend to morph with the girlfriend that you're with?
2: In terms of whatever they're like, if somebody's more of an introvert and they
1: stay home more, are you more likely to just become that person? Um, I, I'm in a different point of my life now. Like during that during that period when I was married to my to my ex, I mean, I was very very serious and hardcore about my racing and my diet and my training so I was okay with I not going out and not mm-hmm. not doing stuff because that was that was in the prime of my career you know 02 3 4 5 6 I was winning a lot and I was super focused on what I was doing and you know now I'm in a different different point I've you know now I'm in the you know let's have some
2: fun yeah you know you did have a wife, uh, in the, in one phase of your career who struggled with the intensity yeah. of your racing. Um, and that, that led to, uh, to becoming
1: addicted. Yeah. Correct. Um, how eventually she succumbed to that addiction. Yeah. I mean, it was a sad, sad time, you know, like I, I was started dating a girl when I was with, with Penske in ninety ninety six and, uh. You know, super fun girl, super outgoing girl. What was her, her name was Lisa as well, okay. ironically, and she was very very much like Lisa personality-wise. Very okay. outgoing, very fun, very, you know, uh, very supportive of me, had my back all the time. You know, if, if anything happened, she was the first person that would have my back. So she'd get into fights for you. She would, okay. and, Le- and Lisa would as well. So, yeah. you know, but her when I was racing, she was just an absolute wreck of nervousness and that led to you know taking things to calm down and that led to taking more and taking more and it uh i was in a i was in a period in my career at that point when things were not going very well for me racing i was you know 96 i didn't have a good year didn't win a race 97 i had a good year and then ended up getting fired over you know at Penske yeah. and then... 90, and all this, 90, you yeah. were with Lisa yeah. and all and of this. and then 98 was an, another bad year. I had a bad year, my first year at Team Cool Green. So I wasn't paying attention to what was was going on over here. I was like, I was like, I was focused on this. Like, oh, how am I going to get my career right. in but, order? But her addiction is just yeah, growing. It just keeps, it kept going and going until yeah. it got out of control. And, and, and I had to send her to rehab a couple times and it just wasn't stopping. Yeah. And at some point... Uh, in 99, uh, after Greg died, I mean, it was, she, I mean, it was really, that was really hard on her as well because Greg and I were really close and Greg would come over and be in my motor home. We'd mm-hmm. be playing video games and, she, you know, just things got way out of control. And I just, at some point you, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, you, I can't stop her from doing this. She's got to want to stop herself and I can't enable her and I can't have a full-time babysitter. And at some point I had to make a decision. Look, I, if you don't stop and do, do this, then I have to, I have to walk away. And, and I did walk away and, and, and she just spiraled out of control even worse and, and ended up, ended up dying of an overdose and you know I still talk to her parents even even now I check in with them you know christmas and thanksgiving and things like that they live in they moved back to to uh, Wisconsin they lived in De- in Denver for a long time and and it's it's been probably now i think she died in like 2001 or 2 and it's just just sad you know but it's i i don't know what else i could have done differently because i tried multiple times to have have her go through rehab and, and just, there wasn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't force her to stop. She had to want to stop and she didn't. And it was just a shame. How much does that guilt still play? Uh, It does. I mean, I, again, I I was going through racing and you suppress, you suppress a lot of that stuff. Like when you're racing, you just, you, you've got these blinders. It's a selfish sport. Yeah. And everything else gets pushed to the side. Yeah. You know, and, so it, it was a long, you know, it was a long time until I, I felt a lot of guilt about, about that situation, you know. It was after my racing career was over that I, it really kind of hit really me. really had to conquer. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I— Time to actually reflect on yeah, it. Yeah, I had to reflect back on it because while you're in racing and everything's going on, you just—everything else gets, like, suppressed yeah. and below the surface, you know.
0: Can that play a role in appreciating what you have in front of you now with, with Lisa?
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, Lisa's like, she's the best relationship that I've had with, with a woman for sure. You know, like, and there was nothing, I'm not trying to downplay my, yeah, yeah. the wives I've had. They were all great people. I, I was probably, <laughs> I was probably not the easiest to you deal with. You would probably have the problem. Sure. Know, because yeah, because I was so focused on my racing and, and and, you know, I wouldn't say neglectful because, but I was, racing was first. You know, and everything else came second, third, fourth, mm-hmm. or fifth, and they weren't they weren't number one, and they knew they weren't number one. So, but that's how I had to operate to 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 be in be at the top level of the sport, right? You know, and that's you know maybe that that's probably a character flaw of mine, but that's what it took for me to to have a successful career. Yeah. yeah. You know, now now I'm not. I mean, I'm not racing anymore. I'm I'm not racing. I am racing but it's more of a fun right. fun racing so I don't take it now as seriously as I used to do. I used to it was like it was dead dead serious to me because I, was, I always drove my career like if I don't have a good race this weekend I might maybe I'm not going to have a job yeah. next week. Yeah. You know. So I, Do you
0: ever um <clears throat> excuse me. Do you ever see a therapist?
1: Uh, I have. I, I mean I you know, when marriages would break up would mm-hmm. see therapists but you know but I, never you've never just worked on yourself. A little bit here and there, yeah, but not not majorly. I know what my issues are. I've got I've got ADD, and I've I know that I get I get too hyper focused on things and and <laughs> ignore other things, so I'm I'm try to be more cognizant of of that now, you know, and I try to reach out to people more instead of focusing on myself all the time and it's all about me me me, mm-hmm. which a lot of athletes do, you know. Now I mean I you know I heard some of my friends last night say you know what you know what I really like about Paul's if, if he if things aren't going well for me or whatever he, he reaches out and says hey how are you doing is everything okay whereas before I wasn't like that at all all I cared about was what I was doing you know so Growth. I try I try to be reach out to my friends and just reach yeah. out and say hey what's going on mm-hmm. you know? right so when you were with
2: Lisa your second wife uh, she, she clearly needed an attention from you that you couldn't give. Uh and um you, you say yourself that she's very similar to Lisa whom you're with now. Uh and maybe previous relationships or relations have been between were not the personalities were very, very different. Do you think there's been some hesitation to be with somebody that
1: like, like Lisa is today? No, no, I just I uh I don't think you know I just Lisa and, and my ex Lisa they're just their personalities or you know Lisa doesn't have any type of addiction problem but their sure. personalities they're fun personalities they're fun and you know they're, they're sure, family but, orientated but could that make you they're, fearful of that kind of because you you saw what happened before no I you know because I know that I know that Lisa doesn't have any type of those yeah you know that's
0: a, that's a long time ago like you know Lisa your previous wife must yeah. have been a lot younger
1: yeah, I, yeah mean, I mean I was Lisa in my I was in my, I was in my twenties then. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we're talking about times when I was right. in my mid to late twenties and yeah, now you know I'm very different. And Lisa, Lisa's at fifty. Right. You know? She's not gonna like that. Yeah,
2: she's yeah.
1: fine. when did you get uh the Lisa tattoo? Which one? On my back? Uh, yeah. Oh, that was oh nineteen ninety 95 maybe Mm -hmm. So it was when you you guys Late In between the winter of 95 and 6 Was when I So it was when you got together Yeah Yeah When did you get it covered up? After After we got divorced Okay In uh, 2001 Was when I got it covered up Yeah Was that before uh, She passed? That was before she passed Yeah Okay Yeah
2: all right, let's do some fun things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's get off Let's yeah. down. Plus, it's getting That's late. I know
1: he's yawning a lot. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. look good for us. No. Nope.
2: Low energy. All mm-hmm. right, the Diet Coke thing. What? You've had more than me. F*** <laughs> you, man. Yeah.
0: We're hard. on your fourth. We're
1: editing that We're right now. You're on in
0: your fourth. Yeah. You had 14 Diet Cokes today, huh? No, I've only,
1: I've only well, had one. Well, no, what we'll I do is we'll one. cut to
0: you saying yes from an earlier question. <laughs> I look like a genius, <laughs> and you look like you have a problem. Um, so it's, it's Diet Cokes and Reese's. Or Kit no, it's Kit Kats. Yeah.
1: I don't I try I've really really honestly been trying to cut back on the diet cokes yeah. because uh, you know I've been people have been telling me for have you seen 20, fridge? 25 years but I don't I They're they're <laughs> all still in there. I can quit anytime I I, swear. I think I've only had two two today. Mm-hmm. No, literally I used to I would probably say I used to drink like 10 a day. <laughs> right. But I've really tried to cut cut back on how how many I drink. Now, you if know. we uh, if we go to this SRX race and they don't have Diet Coke in the in the RV, what is so bad about Diet Coke? Anyway? You tell me. I don't know. My, What's so good about it? I don't know. My dad's ninety two and he smoked four packs of cigarettes for sixty years and ate sugar sandwiches and <laughs> drank regular Coke and tea with five What's tablespoons a sugar. Sandwich. I want one. <laughs> yeah, that sounds my dad, would, my dad My dad would drink tea and five tablespoons of sugar in it. Yeah, but English people just live forever. That's, just, <laughs> yeah. that's a no. Yeah, the same thing. He's got yeah. a heart attack. What are we doing? <laughs> uh, people say people st- say stuff's bad for you and it's going to kill you. You're, you're, we're all going to die at some point, right? So yeah, it's us part the process. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. is th- what is the backstory on the Diet Coke? We're just looking for weird. <laughs> you because, up for this. Yeah, we're just looking for characters no, like but that. That's why. The, the that's back what the fact it. that it's
0: bothering. We're you. just stirring <laughs> the pot. Yeah, we're yeah.
2: the Paul Tracy yeah. of of this Paul Tracy conversation. Of Paul Tracy interview. Uh... So, so uh, you you claim that you're tidy, but you, there's half-drunk cokes everywhere. Not uh, everywhere. Well, Where have you seen one? There's and, one in the fridge right now. Yeah, and and in the shops that you've been to, like the fiberglass
1: shop. Well, like I, I try. Hat. I try not. You know what? My, my uh. theory is, I try. If I open one, I try not to drink the whole thing.
2: And make it and make it uh, pat the hats problem. Yeah. Well, you least,
1: did you see his garbage can? How many Coors Light cans were in the garbage can? Well, cans? there was also like a thousand Diet Cokes. Wow. So, yeah. We got it on film.
2: <laughs> so you you claim that
1: you uh... listen. You guys need to have a conversation with Pat about we did because yeah. he, he drinks a th- he 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 used to drink a thirty pack a day. This isn't the well, Pat this show. Is right? Yeah, <laughs> this, this is the, I don't know, the Pat the Hat DWR episode coming out soon. <laughs> yeah, so, so
2: uh, you, you... what? Why do you call
1: him Pat the Hat? I don't know. Wait, what? Because he's all he's always got a hat on. That's it. Yeah, yeah Pat, and I was, and call it him Pat and the Hat. Pat in the Hat, Pat in the Hat. You know. Terrible. Okay. Terrible nickname. So you, you claim that you're tidy. I try to be. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. And you say it's because you did your own laundry since you were 20. Yeah. Many people do that in their teens.
1: Okay. So I lived <laughs> Just, with my parents when I was when I was a teenager, but I I would say that I'm not a, not a sloppy guy. I keep things keep things clean. It is
2: clean here. Keep yeah. the
1: house clean, you know. If you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be? Uh, let me think for two minutes and open a Diet Coke on this one. It's too late, man. It's late. You're going to be up all night. One word to describe myself. Complicated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well done.
2: Okay. Well done. Yeah. Uh, so we came here specifically this week because
1: you're still uh, kind of getting ready for the SRX race. How's it going to go? Um, well, this year is, is different than last year. We have less practice time, which I think was, is good because I've already driven the car and I know what to expect from the car. Uh, we're only going to get – it's a one-day show. Last year, we'd go in on Thursday. There would be a practice day on Friday. You'd maybe get 10 or 15 laps in the car, and then you know, you'd know you get to run your own car for five laps. This year, it's it show up Saturday. I believe we're only gonna get five laps each in the car so that's I think good for me because I've 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 driven the car my goal is obviously I need to do a better job of not killing the bumper and the bumper brackets underneath the the radiator shrouds that are underneath the bumper that uh, that affected my car last year handling wise cooling wise um keep the fenders on it more and then be positioned better for the final 10 laps of a race rather than have the car beat up so how are you gonna do uh i mean my goal is to try to win win a race or two this year uh obviously you know three three races a night so you've got heat races all they all count for points uh you know the main event is more points but the, the heat races all count towards your championship total so the goal for me is to is to try to win some heat races try to win a main at some point and i want to finish well in the championship if i finish i'd like to finish if i can top 3 also i'd like to win the championship but you know goal is to try to be top 3 is there a story you wish people knew not a personality type or a
2: part about you. Is there an actual story you wish more people knew about?
1: Uh, I mean, I think I'm, I feel I'm pretty open with everything that's gone on in my life. I feel that I'm a lot, you know, you know, as a, in terms of how people are today and how protective they are about what they say and do. And I feel I'm a pretty open book. Yeah. You know, and I, if people ask me a question, I'm willing to answer any question. Whereas I don't think there's a lot of people that are prepared to do that in this this day and age.
2: You you needed Bourdais to have somewhere to channel your your pokingness, and he was a very. Well, easy I've target. always
1: I've always had that in in right. in my career. I've I've always had a rival. Every year there's been a, a different rival. Right for the, you know. Bordeaux was just a longer period of where him, him and Sounded I. Sound like it was pretty easy. We yeah. went head to head for four and he was really four good. Four years. Yeah. Oh, he was, he was better than I was. <laughs> you know, I, I can admit that now. I mean, yeah. he just you know he's got more wins and he's got more championships than I could have ever dreamed of. Yeah. Of winning. So like he did. You know he was he's a phenomenal driver. But do you think in retirement without having
2: a Bordeaux is that what the internet became for you?
1: I don't know. I think you guys are drawn too much on the internet. <laughs> you know, I'm just—I like just—you know—I—I I see satire and things, and I just try to say funny stuff and what I think is funny. And some people don't in this world. Some people don't think it's funny, and you know. Who's your favorite teammate? Off track. Uh, probably the best—the best teammate I had, the most fun I had with was probably Dario. You know, Dario and I had our had our mix-ups and we had our goof-ups and tripped over each other, but we never disliked each other. and We never got mad at each other. You know, even when the team owner, you know, team owner would get super pissed at at us, we would, you know, Barry would walk out of the room and we'd like start laughing, you know, <laughs> and then we'd be like, well, let's not do that again. And but so Dario and I got along really well. Yeah. You're very
2: open. You've been very nothing but accommodating letting us come through here. You've answered this once before, but now at the end of the night here, what are you hoping people get out of this, letting us hang out with you like
1: this? I don't know. I think I think uh, I guess they, I just want people to see a, a, a different side of me that they've never seen. They've never seen my home life or seen what it's like to be around me on a day-to-day basis. You know, you don't get, like you said, you don't get tons of access all the way in to race drivers or team owners because you have to go through the PR person. Right. And you're never, you're never going to get a lot the, of our whole, offline conversations show up <laughs> the whole story. But I, you know, I don't have a problem with showing what my, my life has been and where it's gone and the ups and the downs. And that's, that's part of, of, that's part of life. You know, there's been super, super highs for, for, for my life and my career. And there's also been some pretty big lows too. So that's, that's all part of the. It's all part of the story. When I finally decide to write a book,
0: I'll I'll think about this every, t- every now and then. <clears throat> and obviously, I'm still racing, but like, I, I have an idea already of what the car I'm going to look back at is that I'll think about when I'm like old and dying and laying there thinking like, man, I had an amazing career and I got to do these amazing things. Mm-hmm. What's the car that you're going to think about from your career that you're like, man, that was that was amazing
1: and really special to me? Uh, well, I think that the the O 03 Lola was probably my favorite race car, not not because I had the most success in it and won lots of races from 03 to, I started with the, when Team Green switched to the Lola in 02, I immediately liked the way the car drove, it just suited my driving style really well, so the Lola 02, 03, 04, 05, 06 was, was a fantastic car for me, it was a, you know, it had a nice window of easy for me to get in the box where I wanted it, wanted it to be. Um, probably one of the faster cars that I've driven was the 07 Panos was a really fast, quick car, but it was, it was a difficult car to get to set up. And I I had a difficult time finding the window with that car, but it was a really quick, quick Indy car. But the, the best car for me was, was the, the 03 Lola.
2: So we're gonna head out to uh, Pickering, yeah, uh, and uh, visit the old uh, the old family homestead. What uh, what are you afraid of when we go there?
1: Well, my dad, like I said, my dad's getting older, so he's okay. you know, kind of like, you know, you get old and you start r- repeating yourself and saying some crazy things. But yeah. my mom is still sharp as sharp as a tack. Um, your hands are gonna be full with my dad, but hopefully hopefully he, he can show you around the shop. Yeah, he's got a shop on the back of the property, and he likes to work on his own cars. And he, even now, he's still now. That's that's basically what he loves to do. Is he? Yeah. He's got a couple of old Rolls Royces, and he goes out there and tinkers around with them, and and that's what that's what he likes to do. Nice. And what about mom? Uh, my mom spends half the year here in, in in Arizona. She used to have my parents used to have a house in Florida, and she would go there for the winter. But now she's dis- decided to sell it when the market was hot. Yeah. Uh, made a bunch of money off the property and, and she said, Can I come stay with you? And I said, No problem. Yeah. Yeah. You're always welcome to come stay. And we, we've loved having her the last couple years. Now. Yeah. And being able to spend time with her for six months is, is great. What should we not say? You can say anything to my mom. Yeah. Okay. And if she doesn't like it, she'll just tell you to f off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that runs in the family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good
0: to know.
2: I think we're good. Yep. Cool. All right. Go to bed. I think we're good. All right. Meow,
1: meow.
0: with no skeleton inside your hands. I know who my dress I could